When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Crashing in with a unsanctioned, unannounced Garden Report, uh, middle of the day. It's going to be a short one, but we figured it's easier to just come on and process things in real time uh, and then kind of go from there as we figure out what's going on with these rumors that seem a lot like more than more than just rumors, Bobby, this seems very real. Uh, this seems late stages real uh, that would land the Celtics. Kristaps Porzingis, who has who can opt into a thirty six million dollar contract for this season uh, and then um, part of a three team deal where they would probably send Malcolm Brogdon out. The Clippers are involved. We don't know what else is involved. There has to be more. But the big pieces are kind of out there. This is, of course, from Shams. Um, uh, you know, from Stadium and the Athletic, uh, and it's out there, and it sounds like it's well in the works here. So Sh- again, Shams writes as a high possibility, according to league sources, that it'll happen. Yeah. So we are in the high possibility range of something happening here, uh, involving the Celtics and Kristaps Porzingis. So what you need to know is. Chris Epps might be coming. What goes out is going to kind of determine whether or not you like this deal, Bobby. I understand the Brogdon piece for a couple of reasons, and we'll get into it. If it starts to get, if a lot of draft capital goes as well, and there's a lot of other different things here, things will get tricky. What is interesting is no one else is picking up on this report yet. This is a shams and shams only uh, deal. So I, I know Woj has to be scrambling to try to put his, his signature on this as well. Uh, right now, no one's coming. Well, that's this. why Shams is doing the high possibility thing. <laughs> He's yeah. just trying to get ahead there. But- lay my lay my lay my groundwork that I'm I'm way on the way here. And look, why did he report it? Because I think he thinks it's about to happen. Um, you know, and so this is where we're at right now. So just your initial reaction, and again, so much could happen because again, we don't know everything that's going to necessarily be involved here, but. Uh, here you go. So go for it. I like it. I don't love it. It's a need. It's an upgrade. I said, if you're trading Malcolm Brogdon, let it be an upgrade. Let it be salary toward an upgrade. And this is a better player than Malcolm Brogdon in a vacuum here. But unfortunately, this isn't happening in a vacuum. He is an expiring contract, $36 million here. Uh, who pushes you within an inch of that second apron, which I don't care about. But uh, as far as filling out the rest of the roster here, it will be interesting to watch what happens. And then is he a rental? Is he a long-term piece? I I don't know. And of course, how does he fit in with the other bigs here? Uh, They obviously have three starting caliber centers if this happens. And you could go back to double big. That would probably move Derek White back to the bench. Or you could go single big. And all of a sudden, you're trying to figure out what you're doing with Horford and Rob both off the bench. So I'm not against 
something exciting happening. And this is very exciting. I saw someone in my mentions was comparing this to KG. It's this, this isn't quite KG, but <laughs> this is probably the biggest Celtics trade uh, since Kyrie. Certainly. Uh, yeah. It's a big trade. I mean, this is a big piece. I mean, uh, this guy used to be someone, everyone in the league wanted. And he played the original unicorn year, in the year yeah. of Wemby. He's the original unicorn, you know? Yeah. And he played great last year, 23 points a game, eight rebounds, a block and a half, shot 38% from three. Let me go to on the court. Defensively, this is a no-brainer. This is the kind of guy who's going to return them to number one defense in the league. Brilliant drop defender, one of the best rim protectors in the league. Uh, can get out on guys better than Horford could in that position and moves Horford back to the four if they do go double big, which I like. Uh, they're, it's just a slam moves dunk Horford to the bench is where it moves him, okay? And it's fine. That's okay. We'll yeah, see, but anyway. Depends on matchups, but yeah. offensively, it's tricky. I mean, this guy's usage last year, I have to imagine, was close to 30% or like way up there. This guy has the ball in his hands all the time. Not really the kind of guy to me that's standing in the corner and shooting catch and shoot threes. He's facing up. He's creating his own shot a lot of the time. His usage came in at 27%. I mean, that is massive. That's like yeah. Brown and Tatum level. Uh, so this is the first time in his career he's going to be a third option. How's, how's he going to adjust to that? Uh, it's well, the question be is, the question is this with him. Look, is a player perfect? No. I mean, if it, perfect players don't – teams don't let them go. So obviously there's going to be some problems with him. Is he ideal for your kind of switchable sort of defense? No, he's not a great guy to get out in space. Um, that's going to hurt you a little bit. Yeah, he's a good rim protector. He's good in drop. There's things he does well, things he doesn't. As far as his scoring and his shot profile, he's kind of a face-up guy. He's going to shoot threes. He's going to shoot that, that, that style. He's not necessarily – an interior presence, but he's again, more from a position of need. It allows you to do a lot of different things. Uh, it's floor spacing. Uh, the, the question is, uh, you know, and again, that night, I mean, the nightmare length on this starting lineup uh, defensively, you know, is is just out of this freaking world. Uh, when you put it out there, this is going to be this would be a really difficult lineup. Um, I'm excited. So that would make it interesting, uh, you know, for sure. The question is, was last year a, court, a course correction or fool's gold? You know, it's easy to talk yourself into anything. And I'll tell you why I don't care. Um, I don't – I think people were – I don't know what Malcolm Brogdon or a guard gets you that's going to be great for you. Meaning, I think no matter what – like. You, I mean, uh, uh, one show ago, you were saying, geez, they're going to dump Brogdon for nothing. Um, that I was think, my worry. I think it, there's a limited amount of things and, and trade partners and dance partners that you can work with to get an impact player for one of these guys. So realistically, like a lot of those guys are better for you than they would be in terms of a trade because you do have to trade strength for strength and give it to another team that has a surplus at a particular position or get a team who's looking to unload stuff like obviously the Wizards are, involve a third team like they're doing here uh, and make it happen. So that's what they're looking to do here uh, with that. And it does make sense here, uh, you know, for, for all of these teams because these are things that they are uh, the, these are things that they're looking for, but I, I don't know if it's fool's gold on the Porzingis stuff. The, the, 
uh, let me get back to it. The reason I don't think it matters, Bobby, is I think there's two things at play here. One is the, um, you know, trade trade for a position of need, which this addresses for next year. Uh, two, it's uh, let's address our salary cap situation next year when the when when the jail ex- a two year deal for a one year deal when the Jalen extension kicks in and what you've effectively done is given yourself an option at this point assuming you supermax Jalen now you've got an option to trade Jalen if you wanted to in a year not saying you would you have an option to try to extend Porzingis if you wanted to uh because now you've got him you know and, and just be a heavy tax team if you want to do that uh or not, but what you or you can let Porzingis walk, no longer have Brogdon's twenty million on the books, and just not be a second apron team uh, when that Jalen extension kicks in and play that little apron game, which might be what you're doing. You're just trading two years for one here and seeing if you're going to be better off next year, and then worry about two years from now in two years. That and that's what it feels like. This is the question: is how much better does it make you in that one year? I think potentially a lot. But I don't know. That's the thing is what Porzingis are you getting? Yeah, as I said in the chat immediately, it's a risk. And you do need to take risks to reach a new level. And this team clearly needed to reach a new level here. Uh, This is a guy matchup-wise that uh, you feel good about battling the best teams in the East with, especially in uh, combination with Horford and Rob. So that is my first question for you, John, is do they keep all three of those guys? No, there's great options here. This is another reason why I like it. This does not feel like a complete offseason move. Right. This feels like a first domino move, you know? And so now Grant all of a sudden becomes an intriguing sign and trade option where you might be able to go get something else of value that you might potentially need. Uh, or maybe uh, replenish the stock, trade for a salary, trade for a one-year guy as well, and take some draft capital. Who knows what you could get back in return? There's possibly some options here. Or just go get something where you need, because now are you going to need all of these bigs? Absolutely not. Now you're going to start looking for wing depth, and you might be able to dangle someone like Grant out there to potentially get that. A Grant Pritchard package. All of a sudden, and again, you're not talking about a star, but you're talking about someone who can come in and fill some bench minutes behind your starters there's options there. So I I do feel like this would trigger another move. And again, it's also going to put you in a position where you're not worried about money, like having to pay grant, whatever 15, 16 or whatever matching sort of salary you might have to in an offer sheet. If you just work out your own deal with someone else and ship them out of here. And then again, if you did it for an expiring, you also have now you don't have to pay grant or Brogdon. And that's also something that they might be looking to do here. So, you know, there's definitely eyes on the future from a salary perspective here. This also, to me, definitely kind of hammers home the Jalen Max coming, and they know that it's coming, and they're trying to clear the books a little bit and give themselves some breathing room in two years. I, yeah. I, I think that's my first read. Definitely. And I do look at Porzingis as a rental here, which adds to the risk. He's eligible for up to four years, $180 million on extension. Hard to see that happening now, even if it's down at 120 or something uh, on the more manageable side below his current salary because it's just too much money into the future. I'm not even sure you can feasibly keep him into the future unless some other stuff moves around here. Maybe. But for now, I think it's just a one-year thing. And then, as you said, you assess from there after the fact. Uh, it makes sense from Porzingis' angle. I don't think there were any intriguing destinations for him in free agency this summer. He keeps the bird rights with the Celtics so they can negotiate something next summer. And 
Uh, he plays out a contract year, but that's tricky too. This is this is a risk on the court too to me because this is a guy who's going to be playing for a contract. This is a guy who has butted heads with teammates in the past, I, I think, and just plays. I don't want to. This say is a guy with some but... u- with an ugly, uh, you know, uh, you know, allegation again uh, on on a personal level to him right. as, well. Um, as well. And in the locker room, I think he's going to be a guy who challenges teammates, goes after them, speaks his mind. Like this is a very edgy personality here in this room and i think that's part of the thinking too john like didn't you mention this last show or good uh, actually goodman mentioned it with me yesterday and i don't i don't want to conflate these two things right the allegations are very serious on that end but just from like a temperamental standpoint i am saying this is this isn't a nice guy who's going to be like smiling and saying jokes and stuff like that in the room. This is an intense personality here entered into the room. Uh, I don't know if that shakes things up in a bad way or in a good way. Um, But I think that is definitely part of the thinking here too, is this is a different kind of personality than the people they've largely had in this room in recent years. I mean, he is not just going to stand there and fit in. He's going to be someone who, makes his presence known in there of course a huge guy but also a big personality in there so uh the allegations are terrible um you know that goes without saying there and uh, that's something he's obviously gonna have to address coming in as well uh, as it just seems to kind of happen a lot of the time in these scenarios <clears throat> so i don't know i like it i don't love it okay well here's the problem I don't know. It's hard to know what you would love versus what else you could have done. Yeah. Uh, Our official oh, yeah. sports wagering partner, FanDuel, FanDuel.com. No sweat. No sweat. Up to $1,000. Love the website. Lots of futures going on right now, of course, with all the other sports off. But baseball is in full swing. I was over at Fenway on Tuesday, John. Uh, not a fun time, but FanDuel. Makes it a little more fun, uh, whether it's the Red Sox, whatever other team you're thinking about putting a little bit on today. And uh, since baseball season isn't full swing, there's no play better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in your account if your first bet doesn't win or anything in between. FanDuel.com slash Boston. Uh, don't miss your chance to snag that no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. And, of course, our uh, great sports wagering partner here at CLNS Media, Major League Baseball. Trademarks used with permission. Hold on one second. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a risk. And everything's a risk if you're trying to improve. As you said, guys who aren't a risk aren't available. Uh, this is a guy who... Injury concerns, as you said, personality concerns, and uh, style concerns as well on the offensive end. He can play the pick and pop. I'm sure that'll work itself out, but that usage is going to come way down, and is he able to make the most of less opportunity? I don't think that's something he's ever had to do between New York, Dallas, and certainly Washington uh, last year. What's going to be interesting is what else is thrown in here to round out the salary. Like, if it's Gallinari and something else okay if it's like something silly like Rob all of a sudden things have gotten a little bit interesting here um so 
it's it's hard to fully buy it's hard to like get all in on it yet um until- i'm thinking so i threw it on the trade machine celtics have to add about seven million so you could send gallinari he's right up to seven million uh the clippers if they want to throw in a mere coffee that cuts off the million that they need to add there and it basically be gallinari coffee and morris going to the wizards brogdon to the clippers which is interesting in its own right, but that's another story. And Porzingis uh, going to the Celtics here. Uh, Celtics add about $7 million in salary on this. So, you know, they're up to 172 173 That line's 179 right? That second apron or so there. So um, I guess Fisher has an update here. Let me check that out. He's hearing Gallinari will be included in the developing three-team trade with Gallinari heading to the Wizards. Okay. So Gallinari to the Wizards, he gets bought out, comes back to Boston in January. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, I guess if you have Rob Allen, uh, Porzingis, you don't need that Grant Gallinari guy. You can bring back Mascala as an emergency. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, yeah Grant's probably gone in a sign-in trade, which – I'm going to miss him. I will. Again, we don't know yet. I'm saying it opens up the possibility. You don't make a deal just because you can. It has to be, uh, you know. Well, they've been uh, searching for those deals. Jared reported this morning that there's like six teams in play or something like that for a grant sign and trade. I don't know. What are you targeting there? A, a, maybe a depth, depth guard, wing? Yeah. Something like uh If you can find wing depth, some sort of 3 and D, something like that, I mean, that's what you ultimately need there. Um, You know, just a straight shooter. You know, I mean, again, I don't know if you're afraid to play Hauser. I don't know what you want, somebody who just comes in, shoots, and doesn't do anything else. So I assume some sort of kind of, you know, um, you know. You know who I love is Chris Duarte. Yeah. Tim Hardaway in Dallas. I know Dallas is in the mix. You could do like a Gary Harris from Orlando. If Orlando wants Grant, as has been reported, but that's money coming in. You know, Grant's zero right now, right? So you're at seven, eight million below that second apron line. Are you going to go over it? In which case, you can take something back real for Grant. If not, you're taking back a TPE or something like that. So uh, I don't think you're getting a ton for Grant unless you're adding picks to that deal. And you might be adding picks to this Porzingis deal. Like, if you had a guess, how much one first may be going out the door here? I don't know. Uh, that's that's the thing is, like, if this thing's about to happen today, you can't really trade a first until after the draft. Unless so, it's in the distant future. Unless it's in the distant future. So I don't believe so. I believe, you know, like, I think, like, second-round picks seem to be the currency of today's, you know, uh, Celtics yeah. don't really have them. And Celtics don't really have those either. So they have a, a second this year. Uh, is that something you move? It's a pretty good one. We'd have know? to cancel our draft show tomorrow. And, <laughs> well, we're still doing that because of the uh, – it's not so much that uh, the draft show – it's on Thursday, right? Tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Uh, the draft show is more because uh, – and you're right, though. You only have to wait one more day before you can trade that pick, you know, trade that pick, right? Once you get through the draft, you can trade next year's pick. Might might technically be July first, but yeah, somewhere over the next week or two here. Whatever yeah. that is, yeah. So I mean, this deal could be done up until that. Uh, the reason I think we're still doing the draft show is who knows what happens at the top of that draft with teams messing around with that second and third pick. I know the Celtics at this point moving into doing anything dramatic seems like it's not happening. 
But this is pretty dramatic uh, right here. So I think, you know, this is, as you said, a big move. If it happens, it's a big deal. Back to this trade here. Uh, again, I do wonder how imminent is imminent, but it really does feel like it's coming down the pike. Um, Gallinari, as you just mentioned, potentially a part of it. This opens up the possibility that a lot of other things uh, are going to happen. Uh, in addition to that, the draft compensation, again, is the question. So we'll see what happens there and who is, in fact, sending it. Let's just do the math on it. Right now, the team sending the least in terms of player capital is are the Clippers right now? Yeah, they're right now, they're trading nothing. They're trading the nothing Clippers, that they that they necessarily want. The Clippers also have the least future draft capital. Of course, uh, they've pretty much traded all their future first for Paul George. Uh, so they do have a first rounder this year from Milwaukee. They have a first rounder in 2027, 28, 29. So similar to the Celtics, the distant future would probably have to be right now if they were sending something. And the short term, it's just three seconds uh, between the next two drafts. And like I said, that that first round pick this year from Milwaukee, which I believe was for, I don't know, I can't remember. But yeah, Clippers have some stuff they could send. And you're right, they are sending out the least here in terms of players. Marcus Morris's expiring contract. Yeah. That's what you're sending out, but they're sending out the lease. So you'd imagine draft capital should come from their direction because the Celtics are sending out something that has value. Uh, this is a player who played extremely well and last year took a first-round pick to acquire. So if a first-round pick is on the move, you have to feel that that's potentially coming from the Clippers and not the Celtics. I, I can't see the Celtics throwing in a, a pick here. They're right. taking – because look at it this way. They're the ones taking on the biggest salary. So they're, they're taking a hit as it is. They're sending out a quality player. I can't imagine the Celtics are going to get dinged with, 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 with considerable draft capital here. Yeah, I think if it's just Brogdon and Gallinari, I think you like this. I think I like this deal. Especially since the, the Wizards couldn't even get a pick for a deal. <laughs> they're not getting one for Porzingis. Well, they got swaps, right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, this adds to if you're a Wizards fan, what are we doing? It's just nothing enticing. Well, that's the worst thing about it is like you've got two all-star caliber players and you're burning it down for, I mean, nothing scraps right now, literally just a clean sheet, clean ledger. And that's it. Yeah. It's brutal. I saw they're selling like a hundred thousand dollar suites or something too. courtside. They're not selling any of those to watch Gallinari and Morris next year. Yeah. So uh, this is ex- this is exciting stuff. I get why the chat's excited. I get why the Celtics. I get are why doing a thousand it. people popped in here in the middle of the friggin' day unannounced. So we we thank you guys for jumping on here. Uh, it, it's a polarizing player uh, here. Uh, I get it, but like, I mean, I, let's, I let's go this way. Guys. Let's dare to dream. What's the off season about, Bobby? It's about screaming bloody murder about burning it all to the ground because you're pissed off about how last year went. And it's also overreacting to everything that you do and why it could potentially be awesome. Let's talk about why this could potentially be awesome. Cause I think it could potentially be great. The guy's a killer shooter. I mean, he shoots 40% out there from three. You have a couple centers who can do that now between him and Horford. Uh, you can play with size of two shooters who can do the double big thing. Uh, that uh, gets me so excited while also hitting 
threes on both sides. So there's still going to be a ton of spacing for Brown and Tatum. Uh, you're going to have a great rebounder in there, and you're going to have great defense. Uh, you're going to basically be that team that's in play for number one offense and number one defense next year. Uh, so I don't know how the big thing's going to shake out because I do think you want to keep starting white, as you said earlier, John. Uh, so you do have to shake that out. But nothing's wrong with having a bunch of different ways in which you can play. And at that big position, Horford's older, Porzingis is an injury concern, and Rob's an injury concern. So those guys all effectively back each other up, give each other nights off, uh, are act as insurance for one another. So that's a huge increase in depth. I mean, last year we were talking about Mascala as the emergency center, and now Al Horford and Rob are depth behind Kristaps Porzingis. That's just a 180 overnight. Yeah. The other the question is, again, the, the durability, you know, um it's real it's a it's a significant problem um a guy's always hurt always hurt and this is a problem with really tall guys we were having the Wemby conversation earlier I'm always really worried of really 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 tall people uh there's just a lot that can go wrong there 65 games last year in a healthy year 51 the year before 43 in 2021 57 in 2020 and then he tore his ACL and didn't play in 2019. Yep. yep. So it's exactly that, but I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's intriguing, man. <laughs> it's really, an, it's really an interesting, uh, you know, I love his defense. Oh, it's going to be such a nice plus for a team that, I mean, when's the last time this team had a seven footer? Never mind a 7-3 I know. center. <laughs> I know. It's, it, it's so interesting. But let's put it this way. At the very least, uh, you know, at the very least, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting, right? Like, did you want to run it back? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is, that, is that what you wanted to do? No, but this is that plus giving up nothing. I don't want to say nothing. Giving up Brogdon's going to be real. Yeah. Should we talk about that angle? What are they losing in Brogdon here? We could, but first off, I'm going to um, I'm going to quickly tell you, and I, I'll tell you this, Bobby. I'm with you. Total bummer here. Uh, but first off, uh, we are going to take a teeny little break. Uh, teeny little break for a word from our sponsor. Factor Boom. meals. <laughs> we got factor. I don't know. Yeah, got factor right up in here. Do it. There it is, folks. Factormeals.com slash garden50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor Meals. Whose job is, is this? I think it's Bobby. <laughs> I hope it's Bobby's because I'm just winging it right now. Jimmy's always uh, claiming it. Listen, during prime spring season, you need some summer. convenient meals. Yeah. yeah. It's, we're fringe. <laughs> we're getting right into summer. We're Actually, close. it's a good point, John. Summer's coming up. You want to get some, yep. some healthy meals in your system. You want, it's not too late. To get that beach body going, start yep. feeling good, get out there and running. All right, Bobby, sorry. Right. Skip the trip to the grocery store. Skip the chopping, prepping, cleaning up. Just get these prepackaged ingredients. Yep. Heat it up, enjoy, and you're back outside to soak no in cooking. the summer. That's what it's all about. And we don't yep. have time to cook. It's the summer. You get out of work. It's America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. You get out of work, the sun's shining, you get a workout in, you run home, you eat quick, you go back out, you have a couple <laughs> drinks with your friends. This is the summer. 
No one's slaving around in the kitchen for two hours, <laughs> you know, trying to, you know, whip this up and whip that up. You, you know, should have seen the lengths I went on friggin'. I don't even want to talk about it. With what? Factor meal? With uh, your meals? Pies? Yeah, uh, no, on, on oh, Father's um, Day, the amount of friggin' Father's cooking Day. I had to do. Disaster. You had to cook your own meals? Yeah. Is that what you Look at that. Sean, is that you? Factor you meals. Factor shakes. Oh, we got factor shakes. Oh, they got shakes? Yeah, guys, come on. I didn't even know. Get with it. I knew they had it, but they look good. I'm not a green mm. beans guy personally, but those bars are great too. You need something quick. Anyway, go fact, check it out. It's America's go. number one ready to eat meal kit. Toss um, so it in go the get bag some. on your way to the factormeals.com slash garden fifty. Get fifty percent off your first box. What'd you think of that? Loved it. <laughs> Full on commercials now. Yeah, everyone loves those. Full on commercials. Uh, anyway, thank you. Support Athletic Greens. We should tell you it's not part of the, it's not part of that fun thing. But you get one of these if you do fill out the form uh, in the link of the show here for uh, for uh, for uh, details on how to receive your free T-shirt. Also, merch store coming sooner than you could possibly imagine, uh, and you can buy some of these stuff, uh, including our T-shirts, phenomenal T-shirt, and a phenomenal Bobby bucket hat. Uh, which is going to be on this store. So you can check out all, all that right. stuff. You need your bucket hats in the summer. I need so a check new it one out. too. We're doing summer league in a couple of weeks. I'll need it in time for that. We are. Your credential has been processed, Bobby. So you are heading out there. That'll be fun. Um, final thoughts here, Bobby, because again, we have what we have and we'll stay with CLNS media. We'll continue, um, you know, bringing you updates. If anything changes here, if, and when it's done, uh, you know, and we could talk about it again, but because it was so hot and it was out there, we wanted to just jump out there immediately, get out in front of it and at least have a conversation and kind of get everybody's thoughts. I feel like most people here, Bobby are pro. Yes. Uh, I lean in that direction, but I have concerns. I do want to touch on Brogdon too. Yes. And I think that that's fair because he was great and it is a bummer that he's going to be gone. Yeah, and I think the biggest reason is money, as you mentioned earlier in the show. But did he make the impact they wanted him to, uh, not only on the court but off the court? It felt like he finally grew his most vocal in the final weeks of the season. You were starting to hear from him about how things should be and how things should go and defense and uh, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know how well that went over. Uh, They seemed pretty adamant about moving him out rather than – the other guards here, and that includes Peyton Pritchard, uh, who almost seemed inevitable to head out the door this summer. Now, I think we're talking Pritchard extension as that backup guard uh, now that Brogdon's not in there. So any Pritchard supporters are excited about this, but it is a step back at that position. Uh, Pritchard's going to have to take some real strides this summer to be able to play effectively and consistently there. Because the one thing about Brogdon, and I have my gripes with him, Defense, I didn't love. I don't think the playmaking was as high level as many expected it to be, on and on. But the scoring and shot making, almost every single night he played was astonishing. Uh, He was just hitting everything all year long out of that guard spot. And you had to debate every night who you were playing in crunch time. I still don't love that that could be a reason that he's heading out the door here. I mean, you should just be able to make those calls on any given night. We'll see how the roster shakes out, though, ultimately, because it doesn't seem like this is done. A couple other little things. Um, the 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 Porzingis has to opt in by today, right? Yes. So, so this the, will the re- happen today. The, the reason this is happening is because of that. Well, here's the thing: if he opts in, it's done. 
that's the point. So the framework of it has to be ironclad by the end of the day. But if he opts out, it's over. They can't. If he get opts him out, he it's opts over. Out. So the the assumption is he opts in, and if he does, then it's then it's happening. Uh, as far as uh, just picks, the Clippers, as you said, are a little bit short here. They either have to trade number thirty tomorrow or a pick in twenty twenty eight. That's that's kind of all they're if they're doing for if they're doing a first. Um, well, thirty helps Washington because I don't think they have a second. They just have that you know, their own lottery first. So yeah. that's effectively a late first, second. Yeah. Round. Yeah. So, uh, but that's what they would have there or they take that future pick. I don't know. I assume the Clippers would rather trade 30 um, than a future. Right. Uh, Definitely. You know. So uh, that, you know, and I that's effectively say. what the Celtics gave up for broad then 29, yeah, the 29, which also got traded today. Yeah. So it's going to Denver. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah. So that makes sense. That makes sense here. The one um, thing I will say to cap it off and I still, there's so many questions here. But I have I have another question too for you. But go ahead. Is he going to be able to play in crunch time against a small lineup? That's one thing. Another thing is, uh, is he going to be a dink and really hard for Joe to handle? Oh, almost definitely. But like I said, is that part of the thinking here? Is you want someone with a little bit more edge and not another guy who's just saying all the right things and smiling and laughing in the room. Yep. I mean, yep. he's, he's going to be a lot to handle. He's not no that fun, it. sunny sort of guy. I am a little bit worried, like, you know, how that vibes with a couple of guys who are like, you know, the, the Jalen and Jason just kind of like, you know, <laughs> don't <laughs> I'm you think get that, away from this dude. Don't you think that's absolutely part of the, equation here is to shake up the dynamic of this room a little bit i don't know i mean does that guy help i have no idea you know well he's different from all the personalities they have in here he's just hey who knows you might end up you know whatever again it's hard to judge here because he has had problems in locker rooms and again some really disturbing personal allegations and you hate to just flat out say you know but the reality is he settled those allegations um and that's either you can read into that what you want. You guys can go look it up and do your own research and digging, but it dates back to something that happened while he was in New York, uh, right around the time that he was traded. So, uh, you know, some, some, some not so great stuff. And that's definitely going to be part of this conversation. Uh, and that stuff is going to come up. Um, it was a bigger deal when he was traded to Dallas initially. Um, right. Did I get it wrong? Did he, he didn't go Dallas to New York? He went New York to Dallas. He went New York to Dallas, York to and, Dallas to Washington. Yeah. and then to Washington. And and then it hasn't been talked about uh, as much here as he went to, to to Washington, but it's going to resurface again. So by the way, uh, I did think educate that... yourself on that stuff as you're kind of formulating your opinions here on 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 this deal. It's not not great. Yeah, and I did think that speaking of Dallas, Luca Kristaps combo was a little awkward. It felt. My turn, your turn during those years. Is this going to be a third, my turn, your turn, your turn guy? We talked about that with Beal. Uh, I don't know. You can. The good thing is he's a big, so he can run actions as a big, whether it's the pick and pop or rolling and passing. He's a decent passer, uh, three assists per game or so. So, you know, you can you can involve him in some movement here, but yeah, the ball's I mean, going to stop a little bit. Part of the urgency to do this, and again, I, I saw a comment in the, you know, in here about, uh, you know, moving on, you know, like, you know, hold out for a better deal. 
The problem is that if, if you liked Chris Stapps at all, and obviously the Celtics must find him intriguing, um, uh, you really had to make this happen today, which is why it's happening today, because that opt-in has to happen now um, in, in order to kind of facilitate a trade. I guess Washington, and, which means he has to want to do this too. He has to think that this is a good move for him, um, right? Definitely. I mean, you know, he has to like this. He doesn't want to be back in Washington, and yeah. the only teams with cap space this summer are your Indiana. But he could opt out and roll the dice on himself right now. Him opting in means, he, you know. Yeah, it's, but it's it's Houston, it's Orlando, it's Indiana, it's San Antonio. Hard. It's hard. So it's hard. Those are the kind of teams. And the hard cap's tough if you're doing a sign-and-trade. So opting in and trading, there's no hard cap here, which is what allows the Celtics to get involved. It's a risk. I don't love it, but I like it, and I'm intrigued. So – Let's see how it goes. Okay. I like it. I, I On the basketball sense, I like it. Could a lot of things go wrong? Absolutely. But I still think um, – oh, Cass, really? Cass, you're going to have to rewind, buddy. Poor Zingus. Read it. Read it. Cass is just <laughs> joining us here. Yeah. Y'all had me speeding home. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Cass. Um, they fired Brad. It's it, <laughs> – Sorry, Kess. I know that. I know that. That's your guy. Uh, no, Brad. Brad doing stuff right now. Um, Brad doing stuff. Uh, it's a really interesting move. Um, could be final. We'll have more about it if it is uh, later on today. Uh, CLNS, as we said, we just wanted to jump in and kind of give our initial reactions. Uh, Dudley, we got all the. You guys, I have not Dudley. I haven't seen you around that much my man i don't know what's going on you need something like this to have them loop them back in i know in. it's uh, dudley you're going to bed early you missed all our post games i don't maybe you were some of them anyway fans are excited i mean the coaching hires were one thing everyone was ready to burn down the facility after these finals and then they hired some coaches and the fans were like all right you know i'm i'm intrigued and now yeah. this this seems like an overwhelming hit among the fans in the chat Right now, people like it, but I think they wanted to do something. And I think that whole trade a guard and get something, I think the fear was that it wasn't going to be much in return. I think, as you said, the biggest fear would be like straight up salary thing. So, again, you are shedding Brogdon's salary in two years. You're trading two years for one. So there's a bit of a rental aspect to this move. Um, but I think it's on the court makes more sense. Uh, they needed to address other positions on the court. Now they've done it. Uh, gives him some flexibility to do other things. Are, are yep. you sad for Rob becoming a bench player? I'm sad for Al becoming a bench player, yeah. Well, Rob, I mean, you were you were hoping he'd grow into the spot at one point. Maybe that's the year after Porzingis is gone. But... I don't know why you think uh, Rob is the, um, is, the, is the one to the bench here. You think if Rob and Porzingis would play together? I think it's possible. I think you want Porzingis at center. You don't want him on the perimeter guarding guys. I think it's a tough one. It'll be interesting. Um, you could play Rob at the four guarding like a wing, but. It's tougher. It's tougher. I, I don't know how that's going to work out. It's going to, you might start games with Horford at the four and move him out and play him limited minutes in the double big alignments. Rob is the bench center. And then. You're mostly going small with White out there. Yeah, that seems like the most likely way they're going to do it. Yeah, 
Catholic. Yeah, this is what people wanted. They wanted to see Horford move to a 15-minute per game guy, something like that. Kess reporting from D.C. <laughs> I love it. Load manage the crap out of all of them. Intentionally play them each 60 games. That's what you That's what you want to do. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Just play two of them every night. That's the biggest bonus to this. Is you, <laughs> Honestly. You have play- three reliable guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see. Like we said, we'll jump back on. Uh, apologies to Kess, who's jumping in late, uh, that we are signing off here. But we have to sign off now. Um, uh, but we may come back later if there's more details or this thing gets finalized. Uh, Bobby Manning's going to be writing about it, giving his thoughts and covering the story. Uh, so check out CLNSmedia.com. Uh, 